Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We've all heard that saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Fair enough. But sometimes that's a cop-out. Sometimes we use that to dodge the fact that something is broken in our lives, that there's something that does indeed need fixing. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again as today we take a look at the broken things in your life from a different perspective. There's an old saying, and I'm going to do it in an Australian colloquial kind of way, that goes like this, if it ain't broke don't fix it. It's kind of a double-edged sword, that one. Sometimes it's absolutely true. People want to tinker with things that are working really well just because, well, they want to tinker and they end up breaking them. It might be a sales process in a business that's working so well and someone tinkers with it and all of a sudden the sales start falling. Or a child's toy or a bike or, or a car. Some of us just like to fix things and in the end we end up breaking them. But on the other side, the if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality can be an excuse for not dealing with issues that really do need to be dealt with. Let's say there's a a great relationship, a great friendship that you've had, and it's kind of gone off the boil. Your wife or your husband sees it happening and says to you, honey, you need to do something about that. And your answer, because you don't want to deal with a difficult issue, hey, you may not even want to acknowledge that there's anything wrong at all, Your answer is, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've all done that at some point, haven't we? In fact, we can take it to ridiculous lengths. I was due to take a short plane flight from Sydney to Canberra a few years back. It's kind of like a half-hour flight, so they use a small but sturdy propeller plane called a Dash 8. Well, it was Monday morning and Sydney Airport was very busy, as it's prone to be at that time. We'd boarded the plane, taxied out... And there we waited for 45 minutes. As a result of the long wait, with the propellers spinning round, it turns out that something overheated. And a warning light came on in the cockpit. So after all that delay, the pilot came on and said, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry, but we're going to have to go back to the terminal and have some maintenance engineers look at the plane. It's probably going to take at least an hour. Well, none of us were impressed. We all had meetings to go to and we were looking at, all up, a delay of at least two hours. I mean, it's only a three-hour drive. But what can you do? The joys of air travel. But the guy sitting next to me, he went ballistic. He called the steward, he abused her, he went nuts. You know, if we hadn't been sitting here all that time, this would never have happened. It's only a warning light. It's, it's probably a false alarm. We should take off. I have an important meeting to go to. I could have driven there faster than this. And on he went. At which point the steward, I have to give her credit for the way she handled it, with no emotion on her face, looked him in the eye and asked him plainly, So, sir, are you really suggesting we put the plane up in the air And at that point, we discover that you're wrong, that there really is a fault. Is that what you're suggesting, sir? She was very calm, very matter-of-fact, at which point this belligerent guy next to me was totally silenced. It was pretty obvious, wasn't it? 
It probably was a false alarm, but did you want to be at 20,000 feet doing 350 miles an hour when you discovered that you were wrong? (laughs) Not me, not anyone else really, not even this guy who really hadn't thought through the consequences of his emotive argument until it was put to him plain and simple. Like I said at the top of the program, we're absolute masters of self-delusion. And more often than not, we can look at our lives in the same way as my fellow passenger looked at that warning light. And in life, as in aviation, when we ignore the warning signs, we do so at our peril, correct? Keep ignoring the warning signs and eventually you're going to crash. It's a pretty good way of looking at life. Sometimes in life, something's broken. It doesn't matter how hard we argue against it. When it's broken, it's broken. And when it's broken, it needs to be, well, fixed, right? It could be a wrong attitude that we have towards ourselves, either puffed up with pride or completely wrung out by a lack of self-esteem. Either of those two could end up completely ruining our lives. Have you ever tried to help someone deal with either of those problems, pride or low self-esteem? It's almost impossible because they don't want to hear. They'd rather deceive themselves and live with the consequences than be honest with themselves, admit their fault and deal with it in order to get rid of the consequences and live a better life. Masters of self-deception. But let me ask you, is that really any way to live your life? Well, is it? Here's how Jesus put it. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is your darkness? The eye, of course, is the metaphor for how we see things. And if the way we see things is unhealthy, then we have a distorted view of the world and our lives will be full of darkness. And if we kid ourselves, if we delude ourselves into thinking that the darkness that we're living in is really light, remember my friend on the plane, that's exactly what he was doing, then boy, what a pitch black darkness you're going to be living in. Listen to me, if it's broken, we need to fix it. Otherwise, it's going to ruin our lives. An attitude, a behaviour, a distorted way of seeing situations because something's broken inside us. God often brings people along He'll give us the advice. He often makes things happen to help us wake up to the truth. But we don't want to listen. And why don't we want to listen? Why is it that we just want to hang on to this rubbish that's going to ruin our lives? Why is it that we don't open up and look at a better alternative? I'll tell you. Because instead of taking constructive criticism on board, well, most of us don't handle criticism all that well, do we? And so we don't listen. We keep doing or feeling or thinking or saying the thing that's ruining our lives. And we live life with the consequences. But is that really any way to live the rest of your life, is it? Listen to me. If it's broken, you need to fix it. Immediately after that passage about light and darkness true and false perceptions and consequences of the alternatives. Jesus spoke about what is probably the single most sensitive subject of all, money. He was laying the groundwork for giving these people some really tough advice with that whole healthy, unhealthy eye, light and darkness thing. And this is what he said. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one or love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and wealth. 
You just think that one verse through, that one thing that Jesus said right there in the context of your life. And I'm guessing that if you're one of the majority, that little one thing is going to make you squirm. It's going to make you uncomfortable because if you choose God over wealth, then he's going to ask you to make some real sacrifices, sacrifices in the long term that will bring a huge benefit. But as with all sacrifices in the short term, it's going to cost you. But if wealth has a grip on your life, if it's all about money and how much you have and how much you're seen to be having, well, my friend, that's surely going to be ruining your life as it ruined mine for many a year in the past. Jesus tackles issues in our lives head on. He doesn't mince words. He's direct. He's in your face because he loves you. So when you hear him speak to you about something that's broken, do something about it, will you? For God's sake and yours. If it's broken, you really need to fix it. And Jesus is the one with the power to help you do just that. Really. the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1300 My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of his word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 